Welcome back to the Wolf of Queen Street podcast. But today on the show, Rich, the Madness Farrell, uh, Oceania Champion Strongman 2022, World Strongest Man Competition 14th, uh, last year 2022 as well. Um, been in the scene for over sort of, I would say, 10 years, strongman. Um, one of the biggest humans I know. Um, so much more of a story, a bit of a darkness in your path that got you along this journey, but um, some inspiration over there going into the World Strongman with some injuries and everything else and pushing through to you know, to strive into what you're trying to achieve in the scene yourself. And uh, and welcome, Rich, to the show. Ah, thanks, Lawrence. Good to be here. Yeah. That's awesome. So obviously uh, the madness. Yeah. You've got to explain. Yeah. Everyone wants to know where that comes from, eh? Oh, if you've got a, if you've got a great one-liner or you've got a great nickname, whether it's bad or good, right? If yeah. you're called the clown, I would want to know, right? Yeah. So talk to me about the madness. Well, that's the best thing about competitions, hearing the madness getting screamed <laughs> out. Yeah, i got a few fangirls and a few fanboys, so it's good. But uh, it started uh, way back when I started getting a little bit more serious about lifting. I had uh, a real mean set-up studio, um, about 60 squares and dedicated to lifting. And me and my mate were just there every night lifting, just being idiots in the in the garage and giving each other nicknames and stuff and dancing around and stuff and talking smack. Yeah. And then uh, – we were just role-playing uh, WWE, or WWF is where it come from. Yeah, and uh, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man, uh, mm-hmm. and they come together as the Mega Powers, and that was us, and so I was the Madness, and he was the Hulk, and that's where it come from, and just um, being a crazy little fella that can lift big weights. Are you a guy behind the camera just reacting? Um, you, you won't know, but Guy's um, alter ego's name, Alex Savage, and he is a professional wrestler in the New Zealand scene. And <laughs> where I took my I took my kids in that just last week. Uh, what's it, IPW 20, where unfortunately he had his mullet cut off because he lost the, the hair match, what is it called, right? Mullet versus Mohawk. Oh. So- <laughs> That's all your power if you lose the mullet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's look, he's, That's your identity. Yeah, he's looking pretty sharp with all his hair cut off, right? So two weeks ago there was a full full mullet back there and everything else. But, yeah, the back in the era, that's why I thought, um, Guy, you were uh, like that, much man and old Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah. The back in the glory days. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm starting to get as old as those guys now with the <laughs> hair going and the beard and stuff. So ah, Just rocking it out, man. Oh, yeah, just keeping bigger and stronger. So, so st- strong man and, and that whole scene, it's not something like people just automatically seem to stumble into it. It always seems to have uh, a weird path that people got into it, uh, like realizing, oh, I can just lift a massive tire easily where five guys can't do that. Or, you know, how did you get into it? Yeah, just uh, from way back in the day, just uh, how far do we want to go back? Right back to... Goes How far. we started? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. So we're just thinking about it, like what what made you so realize that you know strongman yeah. is the way to go or to, or powerlifting? You know, or was it just that you realized you go in the gym, things were easier than f- for other people? Yeah, um, it started from the end of a bad marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe coming up about twenty years now, 15, 20 years, and uh, it was a terrible marriage, and uh, it ended bad. Um, and then I was uh, working through mental health issues mm-hmm. at the time um, through the marriage. I medicated and seen a specialist and stuff like that. Um, so I wasn't in the best mm-hmm. mind state. And then once the marriage finished, um, yeah, it, was, it went downhill pretty mm-hmm. quickly, uh, pretty quickly. And 
I found myself <clears throat> um, tossing up whether I wanted to keep doing this or whether I wanted to take my life, and I ended up um, trying that on doing a heroin mm-hmm. overdose. Um, so, yeah, I was just uh, hooked on that shit for, I don't know, I can't even remember, it was like a month, two months or mm-hmm. something like that, just uh, in a deep, dark hole, just wanting every time to be the the last time yeah. that I, I went to sleep. And um, it was a very dark, sad, painful time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the last time where I, I actually tried to do it, because every time I was trying to do it, but one last time I tried to do it, um, uh, I was in my kitchen and just standing there in the middle of the day and I was like, this is the one, mm-hmm. let's do it. Bang, uh, took that, collapsed. And when I woke up, it was the middle of the night, like, I don't know, midnight, two o'clock in the morning. And I was, I was pretty fucked. And while I was sort of coming to on that, um, I, I saw just some realization that mm-hmm. um, life is pretty good and what the fuck am I doing? My life flashed between before my eyes and um, thought about all the people that loved me, um, everything that I had done and everything that I could mm-hmm. potentially do. And when I woke up, I was just like, boom. I was just like, this ain't how we're going out, Rich. We're, we're fucking turning this shit around. And, um, yeah, I'd like to say from that day I – it was a rocky movie and I jumped up and I went to the gym <laughs> and got strong and I started off like that, but it was just basically, um, I was not in a good state. So I locked myself away to get off the heroin. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't go to rehab. I did my own one cause I, I had a little bit of money saved away so yep. I could just lock myself in my apartment. I went out and got food, but, yep. um, I didn't go out for anything else. And, um, I just got off that shit and sort of, um, over that time, just work on my mental clarity, mm. and um, I still seen my specialist, um, obviously a psychiatrist, and um, we got on the straight and narrow, and I just, I did just a lot of self help over about a year down there, um, just watching YouTube videos, mm. um, self help, getting into some religions, just seeing what they have to offer, yep. um, what else? Did, oh, a little bit of science stuff, just to try to get my brain working again, and um. What was that one? Comedy. Yeah. yeah. Comedy was my savior. So I, I watching comedy or get it or, or doing stand up. Well, sometimes I'm pretty funny. Yeah. Sometimes I'm pretty funny. And when she, I, she, she, she has to say that cause she's your partner, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's actually funnier than me. <laughs> she's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, before I got real depressed, I used to love comedy and I was like, I haven't fucking laughed for yeah. years. So that was a real important thing for me. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I just worked on that for about a year and, uh, I got to the point where um, I ran out of money and I had to move back home. So I was down south in Christchurch when this happened and moved up to Hamilton with my mum. And I was like, oh, mum, <laughs> fucking shit went sideways. Um, How, I How old were you at this stage? I was about 34 yeah, or something. back with mum. Yeah, in Hamilton. Yeah. You know, you, you don't want to be there. <laughs> I think, 34, I think, single. I, I think that's more of the realisation than, look, at, I, know, look, I know this doesn't sound wrong, but I think that's more of a life-turning situation than waking up from heroin, I, right? Single. I think the same thing, mate. <laughs> it, it was. It was like, I'd done this year's work to get to Hamilton. I was like, fuck, i got to keep on going, man. Yeah. i got to keep on going. I, I actually got back one step, right? Yeah, I haven't yeah. moved forward yet. Yeah, I was like, okay, we've got we to switch this thing up. But, yeah, so I was in Hamilton and... Uh, that's where I started lifting yeah. weights just in the gym. Um, so I was there for about three years. And to get my life back on track, I 
just, oh, I got a job because mm-hmm. um, I hadn't been working for like a year or something. I got a job and with my first paycheck, I brought a real comfy bed because yep. I had to get sleep yep. with my depression and anxiety and stuff like that. And then my next thing was I have to be able to eat properly. Mm-hmm. So I did all that meal prep. I bought real good pots and pans and knives and stuff. So I just cook everything yep. instead of eating junk food, which is not good for your gut health and yep. your mental health. And then the third thing was I used to be really into sports. I did martial arts around a dojo when I was in my 20s and stuff like that. Um, so I was like, I, I have to get back into exercise. I have to get the body moving. So I just went to the gym and every day, it was not the best, but I was training seven days mm-hmm. a week for a while. I was like, well, this, I could cut back a little bit. So it was like five or six days. But every day mm-hmm. to the gym, I was counting calories with my food. I was counting reps and sets. And I just had that control of my life mm-hmm. and that having that control of something and a little bit of direction yep. just uh, helps with that mental health. And then you start, you start just building and building on that and you can um, go a long way. So I was there for three years and uh, body was starting to look pretty good. I was getting a few ladies, mm-hmm. but I had this dream or not dream, a goal when I was about 18, 20 that yep. I wanted to move over to the Mount mm-hmm. where all the hotties are. <laughs> and I, so I was like, Oh, 34, oh, I've still got it, yeah. I'll, I'll get over there. So I moved over there. The goal was to lift more weights, find a beautiful missus, and just uh, live the life, just yeah. slow it down. And so I managed to get over there, and that's when my strongman journey started mm-hmm. um, over there. Um, I um, So that was about three years, so um, I just stumbled across a strongman competition um, online, which was up in Otara. Um, were you here. big at this stage yet? Or were you, nah. were, what's, what size were you sort of going at this stage? I'd be somewhere between 90 and 100 yeah. um, then. Um, a little bit leaner, um, skinny legs, big shoulders, yep. you know, every guy's problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I just uh, you saw forgetting, You're forgetting leg size? <laughs> oh, I do leg day every day and they don't grow away. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just saw this thing online on Facebook. Um, mm. It was a deadlift and log yeah. competition. I, I didn't even know what that was. I was like, oh, Otara, yeah, I'll just go up there. Mm. Just dro- jumped in my car, drove up, um, found this gym in this dodgy little place and just <laughs> popped my head in the in the door. So yeah, these massive, massive Samoans mm. smashing massive weights. I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. Oh, is this for me? I don't know. <laughs> I don't do this big of weights. And then they're like, get in here, white boy. <laughs> and uh, jumped in there. I did pretty good on the deadlifts and the log. And I was just like, yeah, this this is Maybe, a bit of me. Yeah. This is a bit of me, eh? And um, so went back home, brought the equipment, yeah. and from that day onwards, it was me, strongman. Is, is there equipment for strongman? There's no, there's no, there's no gym. Look, there's no gym equipment for strongman. You guys are like boulders, yeah. and cars. Maybe fridges. Maybe you can take a fridge out the kitchen and go from this size. Honey, I need to move the move the fridge again, and that's sort of the training. Yeah, strongman. Yeah. You guys don't do dumbbell, or you don't. You're not doing calls or stuff like that. Not right? too much. They might do a little bit of that, but yeah, it's big stones, flipping massive tractor tires. Yeah. They weigh like 400 kgs. <laughs> um, <laughs> Carrying a frame with like four hundred kgs on your on your shoulders, it's it's big stuff. You don't really find that in a normal gym. No, you yeah. won't find that in so, any most gyms. Yeah, you got to buy it yourself, eh? Yeah. Or find a strongman gym, which is not many of them yeah. around. But yeah, so I I got into that and I was I was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, like not winning, but I, I was pre- I was pretty good right from the start. And then um, 
just one competition after the other, and then won a couple of big ones, yep. and then it all it all came to a head last year. Mm-hmm. Um, my partner was actually boxed for New Zealand, mm-hmm. and I was um, going to the worlds and stuff, and so we had a massive year of both of us just fully focused on mm-hmm. our on our um, journeys. And I won one competition at the start of the year, went to the Oceania, which yep. you uh, um, talked about before over in Australia. I won that, and that got me a ticket to World's Strongest yep. Man. And um, between that one, there was New Zealand's Strongest Man, which was just my prep for the Worlds. Which which went a little bit sideways, did it not? It went real sideways. <laughs> uh, actually, it didn't go sideways. It went down. Yeah. Um, and at event three, I went to do a deadlift. And um, I had the flu for all the week before mm-hmm. the comp. And uh, I was like, nah, I'm, I've been training all year for this. I've got to power through. So I turned up to the comp with my duvet and my pillow. <laughs> so between events, I was having a snooze and then getting up and event three, I went to do the deadlift mm-hmm. and um, I got a little bit excited and I ripped my belt super tight yeah. and that that wasn't a good idea. And then as I bent down to get the bar, um, I started to feel the, um, me passing out. I started to get black and black and a little close. I was like, holy shit, I better get this lift up quick, mate. Yeah. And I was like, Whew. and I got there and I sort of sat just passed out and fell back, and then when I came to, everyone was touching me. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, well, I was only three hundred kgs. Why, why is everyone giving me the high fives and stuff? I was like, bro, you didn't even get that weighed up. <laughs> so yeah, I had to pull out of that comp, and then the worlds was, I think it was but two that, or but three that, weeks but, after. But that didn't affect the world, right? Because you already had the ticket, no, right? I already had the ticket from Oceania, yeah. right? So that goes yeah, to the ticket. Yeah. So it was about two or three weeks, and to the worlds, and ideally, I would have been doing some lifting there, but. Yeah. I just sat on my ass trying to get better from the flu, and then I had two trainings before I went there, which probably ended up being the best thing for me because yep. I had three weeks of rest, mm-hmm. and I went over there, and I, I, there's some big names over there. Right? Yeah, I was, I was gonna say before we, we get, I was gonna say before again, you you are talking about the world's strongest man that's on TV every rerun for the last 30 years, right? The, the, yeah. the, the ones from the 90s and the early 2000s um, pulling the, the mini cars and holding the Atlas Stones and what's the famous one where he's... Um, uh, Hercules Hold. Yeah, the Hercules Hold yeah, where yeah. he shouts out, I'm going to be the world's strongest man yeah, from that, the 90s. Um, that's that's where you were, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're we're up there. Yeah. Um, With some of the, the greats and like big names. Big Z, who's won world's strongest man. Yeah. Six times you should see yeah. his trophy cabinet. It's probably bigger than this room. <laughs> um, and then Rano and then Mark Felix and all those guys. It was, it was pretty cool. So I was over there, just little old me, and um, I was rocking at about 125 kgs, mm-hmm. and I was the smallest person there by, by about 15, 20 kgs. And and some of the <laughs> some of those boys, I mean, if you look at the likes of, is it Brian Shaw? What's it, 6'7"? Oh, he'll be 170 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's just ridiculous. It's like yeah. that's – Humans shouldn't were never made that big, right? No, there's some <laughs> big boys. Yeah, there. it's like where did where do they fit another half a human in there? Six, seven. What do you say? One sixty, one seventy kgs, yeah. right? It's Cause, just because I'm one twenty five, and I struggle to walk through doorways and sit in cars and stuff. I don't know what those guys do. Eh? <laughs> um, have you have you started to see the video series with, with uh, Brian Shaw and um, Eddie Hall? They've they started doing videos and they no, keep I going. Seen that one. Um, and they they keep trying to go into. Is it Planet Fitness or whatever the one in America is that you're not allowed to do heavy uh, lifting? the purple one, yeah. Yeah, the purple one, right? Get the and, and purple they, arm or something. Yeah, and, and they keep trying to s- sneak in and seeing how long they can train in the gym before the, 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 the manager kicks them out. Yeah, yeah. So they're doing this whole filming series, and there's another one they took a pit in, and they said <laughs> they're doing pits in the gym. I've been to one of those gyms, eh? and um, 
There's not many weights in there. No, because you're not. I, I couldn't even get enough weights to lift. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's, it's it's a whole thing. It's for everyone. There's yeah. no there's no grunting or there's no heavy weights, and they'll kick you out. But they did have a pizza table there when I was there, so <laughs> you, you got pizza when you left, so it wasn't too bad. <laughs> but yeah, so so you get to the games, and you know, a couple of weeks out, are you feeling good at this stage? Uh, yeah, it was an interesting start to the games because obviously we fly over there, and I had my last flight to get to Daytona Beach, mm-hmm. which I missed. And so I had to get the very last flight. And just as I was trying to fly into Daytona, uh, a big hurricane was coming to hit <laughs> Daytona. I was like, holy shit, this is going to be cool. <laughs> yeah, because I had a beachfront property and I was going to come straight into the beachfront. Eh? So I got there just in time. I think I rocked in about midnight or yeah. something. Got to my hotel. I was like, oh, this is going to be cool in the morning. <laughs> Knock on the door at 8 o'clock in the morning. We got to evacuate. I was like, so, "What? I just got here." I was like, "No, you got to get evacuated." I was like, "Windy as fuck." I was like, "Oh shit, this is cool." So I was just straight on the phone for it was like nearly two hours. Yeah, but everything was full, mm. and um, I managed to get one. And like, I don't know if you know Daytona Beach. It's like a sort of an island, and you mm-hmm. have bridges oh, over okay. to the mainland, and like those are all shutting. Like. You had to be over there by two o'clock, otherwise you're stuck. And I was just like, oh, fuck. Daytona Beach, maybe. Yeah. And then I was stuck. walking out and it was like windy airs and they're like, you got to get your supplies. I was like, I haven't even got a car. <laughs> so I was like walking the street trying to get supplies. I managed to find a 7-Eleven with a couple of packs of chips and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, shit. But anyway, I ended up getting over to this hotel, which was another story in itself, man. I was there for two nights and it was the shittest hotel that I'd ever been in. There's like gangbangers there and domestics and <laughs> everything in my room just broken and shit. And I just had to sit there for two nights just like, oh, fuck. So I did like lots of TikToks and everyone back home was just like, are you okay? You look like you're going crazy over there. Yeah, You're like delirious funny. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Because when's the, when's the comp? A couple of days later? Or when's... Uh, it was two days later. Two days later, And yeah. I was there. Two nights, yeah. yeah. So then the comp um, had to get compressed from two days competing and one day final yeah. just to two days. Yep. So we managed to get back there. Um, not too much damage to the main stuff, just the mm. beach was a bit fucked up yep. with all the wind and stuff like that. So then we got into it and one day of competition was from 8 o'clock in the morning to 1 o'clock in the morning <laughs> the next day. Was the first day? I was like, "Oh my god, this is a massive how, day." How many events? Uh, four. Four events. Four events. I was supposed to be two each day. Yep. But then got yep. squashed so what, to so four. What are, the, what are your events? So event one was farmers carry. So yep. that's when you pick up so some that, candles yeah. and you just like run with it. Yep. And so that was 150 kgs each hand, <laughs> and you got to run 20 meters, 20 meters back. Guy, you can do that, mate. You do that in the wrestling ring, right? <laughs> yeah. A few shopping bags. Yeah, eh? a few shopping bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then event two. No, sorry. I lie. Event one was the Viking press, so it's just an overhead press. Yep. And that was about 170 kgs. For reps. For reps yep. in a minute. And then the um, farmers. And then event three was, what was event three? Oh, I can't remember. Uh, we'll come back. We'll come back. Yeah. Event four was sandbags. Yep. So um, you had a couple of sandbags, mm-hmm. 120, 140, 150. Drag or lift. 160 onto the shoulder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it would be real easy if that was over two days. Mm-hmm. But being in one day, four events, 400 athletes, 
So is, yeah. there, is, was there, is there multiple classes or is it yeah, just one there's, class? There's multiple, oh, okay, I was going to say, there's 400 athletes in the shows that I watch online. There's always like top 30. Like, where the hell is the rest of the yeah. guys? No, nah, there's only like 40 in each division and stuff yeah, like so, that. Yeah, yeah. so because you were what? Open, what class were you in? Uh, open Masters. Open Masters, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so you've got to run through all those. Yeah. Uh, so it's a pretty long day. Um, but I went over there with like a little bit of a niggle in the shoulder mm. and um, – uh, the first event was over here, and I, I got through that okay. It's fucking heavy though. <laughs> yeah, but I got through it, and I, I scored pretty good. I was like eleventh place. I was yeah. like, "Fuck, that's cool. I'm I'm doing it." All I wanted to do was not embarrass myself yeah. on TV. Yeah, I was just like, "Just as long as I can get some reps and look good." And I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm in the game. I'm in the game." So I did that, and it felt good. And then I went to event two, which was the farmers carry, carry yep. carrying 150 kgs in each hand, and I went down there. And this little niggle on my shoulder that I had going into it just gave way. Mm-hmm. And um, they ended up tearing two tendons in my shoulder and a, and a muscle. And if you watch the video, you'll see I just tried to pick it up and just keep Keeps dropping. Right, yeah. I just couldn't do anything. I was like, oh, shit. I went out the back. They did some magic Mr. Miyagi shit on me. Mm-hmm. Like, you get back out there. Is, oh, yeah, it, is that the Karate Kid with the Flames, right? Yeah, no. some of that stuff. Yeah. I was like, shh, shh, shh. Um, it got me, got me over and I was like, sweet. I remember what event three now was, um, 300 kg deadlift for reps. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I went out to that one, and I was just like, oh, this is a lot of weight. And I tried to pull up the first one. I was like, that fucking hurts, man. <laughs> and I went down, a couple of breaths, pulled up the second one. I was like, oh, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> and I got the second, the back down again. I was like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Okay, you got to do one more, mate. Yeah. And I got up to my knees. I had to stop on my knees. I said, don't cry on TV. <laughs> oh, I managed to get the third one up. And I was like, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. And, um, yeah, again, obviously, 300 kgs pulling on that shoulder. Yeah. Just fucked it a little bit more. Went out the back. The guys did a little bit magic. They're getting annoyed with me coming back there. <laughs> and um, then we had to come back to the um, sandbags and – I was sitting in 13th place, yep. and you have to get to top 10 to yep. make the finals. Final, yep. And I, I was like, oh, fuck, this is, this is cool. I'm, yeah. I'm right there. I'm right there. And um, the final event was the sandbags, and I had never done any of those weights on mm-hmm. the sandbags. Like I was struggling with a 120 back home, yep. and the first one was 125. <laughs> and uh, I'm just sitting on the side. I was just like thinking of um, – you know, Eminem and that Lose Yourself song. It's yeah. like, if you had one chance, I was just like, <laughs> Get in your head you, got, there. you got to fucking do this, man. Yeah. You got to do this. Just fucking forget about that shoulder. And I just walked out there. You can't see it on the TV, but I was fucking crying. I was <laughs> like, and just popped it. I smashed the sandbag. I was like, holy fuck, I'm doing it. Yeah. Arms like killing me, move to the next one, smash it. I was like, fuck, this is heavy. I've never done that. And then I get to the third one. I was like, I can't do this one, but fuck, we'll, we'll give, we'll it, give a it a go. go yeah. Boom, picked it up, popped it to my shoulder with like half a second to spare. Yeah. Got the points. And then, you know, this is all flashed on TVs, yeah. the big screens and everything. And the way they tell you if you made the top 10 is a table like this with a piece of paper. So <laughs> everyone's like crowding around like in the movies. Yeah. And you're like, oh, like, oh, where am I? Is this dream going to come true? And I was like, oh, 14th place. I missed out. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. But then I was just like, oh. Actually, 
It's that's pretty cool. Dude, that's pretty cool. That's how 14th I missed that. Going, uh, yeah. 14th, that's fucking impressive, right? If you yeah. think of the guys, the situation, everyone else to be there. That's 14th, man. Yeah, there's that's, some that's amazing. big dudes there. I was the smallest one. I was just like, look at it. Fuck shoulder. Yeah. I came 14th. I was like, give me another chance next year. Yep. I'm making that top 10. 2023, I'm making it a day. So that, that's the plan is to try to get back there this year. So when's um, the, what do you have to do for qualifying for 23? Um, or have you qualified already? Nah, nah. So if you hadn't made the top 10, you get auto-qualified yep. for next year, but <laughs> missed that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, there's a couple of comps over in Australia that yep. you can do. Uh, then there's one online qualifying comp that you could do. Mm-hmm. But we've got New Zealand's Strongest Man coming up in 10 weeks. Yep. Um, and if you win your division on that, you get yep. a ticket. Awesome. So, yeah, so the plan is to... You want you, you want to go back to the New Zealand one and read and get get rid of last year's headache? Yes, yeah, yes, and yeah. smash it. I, I gotta, yeah. gotta save face. I get back there and smash. I, it. I, I, I got a funny feeling for you. Like I don't give a fuck about Oceania. I don't give anyone the New Zealand ones where I want to do it. Yeah. Right? Everyone just sitting there watching me go for a sleep on my left. I was like, <laughs> oh man, not again, not again. Eh? <laughs> but you're talking about that. So you, you've you obviously got back to 300 kgs at uh, at the world, at the World Strongest Man. Did yeah. for a split second did that flash through your head at all? When you were standing there to lift 300 again, yes. did, did it yes. come? Did you for a split second go, oh, fuck, no, please don't do it again? I did when I was walking out because you're like right on the side yeah. and you got to walk across the stage and up and then the cameras and the crowd's all in front of you. And I was just in the don't go to sleep on TV, man. Don't go to sleep. <laughs> this, this, is a, this is a little bit bigger than the New Zealand yeah. champs, right? Yeah. And I bent down, I got. That first ref, I was like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I was, when, you, when you were talking about it, I was wondering, like, I was in the back of the head because obviously it's the exa- exact same weight, right? Three, was it 300? Yeah. Both, and it's yeah. just, you would have gone, oh, again? Yeah, again, again. Yeah. But it's like everything, like when you've when you got an injury and you've done yeah. the rehab and you're doing your lifts, you're just like, is it going to be okay? Is it going <laughs> to be okay? Uh, yeah, but once you get back into it, it's, it's sweet as a. So, yeah, so you say uh, New Zealand 10 weeks away. So you're obviously yep. just in training at the, or whatever your – strongman, is that all year training or do you cycle? How do you – because, I mean, I can't imagine a, a human body can just keep taking that pound in every week on week, right? Yeah, no, nah, like like you, you do your cycles and your training and mm-hmm. stuff, so you can't you can't lift heavy all the time. Yep. And you usually pick your comps that you want to do mm-hmm. um, and just try to peak for those ones. Usually there's a few qualifiers at the start of the year. And the bigger ones are usually in the second half of yep. the year, so sort of winter's sort of sort of the off season. Yeah, yeah. so big bodies don't move move well in the cold. Nah, <laughs> but beasts grow in the dark. That's why. That's why. <laughs> that's why I love the winter. Eh? Just go in there, yeah. train hard, and then bust out at the end. Yeah, so I've actually been doing rehab for the last six months from that shoulder mm-hmm. and um, over at the worlds there, and it's just finished right now mm-hmm. so um i've missed out on quite a lot of time to try get big and strong but um once you start training again it, it comes back pretty quickly so i'm not too nervous after about a couple of weeks it should be yeah go so is there how do you feel like you know you've obviously been around the circuit a couple of years and that sort of stuff how do you feel, feel yourself place and stuff is there is there a strong competition you know it's 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 weird asking but it's sort of is it if you pull your weights, you're good, or is there like three or four guys that's knocking at your door, or yeah. that you've got to knock out the way? Yeah, uh, there's always uh, sort of top sort of five guys, that, yeah. um, all pretty close. And w- with strongman, like it doesn't matter if you lift 
400 kgs and the next person lifts 300 kgs, mm-hmm. you only get one extra point. Yeah. So, like, things can sway um, quite a lot over five, six events if you don't do well on one. So is anything it, can happen. Eh? Is there strategy in that, though? Is there a bit yeah. of, is, you know, is there a bit of smart? You say you see all these big burly guys in there. Is there a bit of these boys actually using, you know, showing their brains and sitting down and going, cool, I know that. If I try to go one extra rep in this, this is going to kill me. If like I do one more rep in the deadlift, yeah, that's going to take <clears> me out on the next event, and I can actually do really well in that event because it's my my stronger event, or I've got uh, you know uh, bigger legs for doing a push or something like that. Yeah, exactly. You, you got to take that into account because everyone everyone has their strengths and yeah. weaknesses and stuff. Like um, sometimes you come against someone that's just a real good overhead presser, yeah. and you might not be as good, but you can beat them in something else. And it's like I'm not going to waste all my energy trying to get 10 reps in that when I know he can do yep. 10 just easy as. So you just save save a bit of energy for the next one. Mm-hmm. And when you're picking your lift, sometimes it's like a max weight one. Yep. Um, lots of people like to go for like New Zealand records and PBs mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but you just got to see what everyone else is lifting and just lift one kg more than them. Yep. Like got to get rid of that ego. And just yeah. Do what you need to do to win each event and then you, you get to the end and you might be number one there. Eh? And then get your ticket. Yeah, yeah. So um, is this all a big thing? Is this all funded? Do you get, you know, is there, is there money or sponsoring it to get yourself? I mean, it can't be cheap to get over yourself to Daytona and all of that. Is there, nah, is there a big drive in New Zealand behind this? No, nah, it's, a, it's a bit of a smaller sport, you know, like it's um, not really on a lot of TV in New Zealand. Yep. But it's, it's massive over in the UK and stuff like yep. that. There's big money over there. But here it's more... Um, you got to raise money mm-hmm. and get some donations from people and stuff like that. So my trip over to Florida last year, that, that was about 8K, eh? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just all from a couple of companies gave me some money and just all people I know and people from the strongman yep. community just giving me money, which was real humbling, eh? Mm-hmm. Just to see the money fly and just to see someone chase their dreams. So this year, since I did it, had a mean year last year, I'm actually going to approach a few companies mm-hmm. and try to get some of that money, eh? Make it a bit easier now. I can just concentrate on you can lifting. Do, you can do those old, uh, the that sort of uh, late nineties, early two thousands boxing ones. You can put the company's name on the back of your shoulders, right? Can like I paint it on your, yeah, paint yeah. it on your chest. You know, you're doing a deadlift there with a company name across. Yeah, well, if anyone wants to sponsor me, <laughs> um, I can print a shirt with your logos <laughs> on it and all my training videos and stuff like that. Yeah, so just trying to rally up some money this year, yeah. take that stress away, and chase those dreams again, and make up for last year. Win, win New Zealand and win the Worlds. Yeah. That, that'd be Come the on. goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got you to you gotta say, you got to put it out there, right? Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you, you know, there's no accountability if you're not willing to say, hey, I want to be number one. I am number one. <laughs> um, I so, am the best. I'm the best. Uh, so, you know, obviously with with yourself and going through a lot, you know, a lot of the, your issues years and years ago and coming through it and finding a place now, what is something um, to anyone that's either listening or watching on the show um, that's – find himself a bit uh, astray from their path and a bit lost and stuff. From what you've gone through and you've learned and you've found what makes you happy, not saying everyone should become strong men, but finding what makes you happy. What can yeah. you say to anyone that's listening out there going, you know, some guide points from yourself? Yes, it's not about uh, becoming a strong man, getting big and strong or anything yeah. like that, but uh, exercise definitely helps mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're trying to get through um, those tough times, um, just having that control of it and – the mental health of actually exercising. But um, what what got me through um, was obviously uh, 
the heroin was quite hard to get off and there was a lot of turmoil trying to get through that. So I was fighting demons myself and I had no control. I didn't have control of my thoughts, didn't have control of my life. So that was what I thought I had to do. And um, so I just started the smallest change. You mm-hmm. just you got to make a change, like little steps. Like everyone wants to have a good life and live mm-hmm. at the beach and not work and sunbathe and stuff like that, but that's way up there. Yep. you, you got to do all these little steps to get to there. And um, you just got to be um, appreciate the drive to get one step mm-hmm. after the other and just build small things. And all those small things build up to big things, and you can you can climb out of that abyss. Eh? Mm-hmm. Just one day you'll just. Uh, it was me. One day I just um, was sitting on my porch. It was last year actually, because I, I bought a house. because well, when I was doing the heroin, I had I went to zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the house and penthouse and stuff like that, and then I ended up with mm-hmm. no money. Yeah. So I had to climb back again. And then last year, I live a. Down at the beach, mm-hmm. got a beautiful house, beautiful tropical garden stuff. I was just sitting, I was just sitting on my porch, getting emotional, getting emotional. Uh, all good, yeah. brother. Is this a safe space? I was just, uh, I was just sitting on my porch, and um, I was like, I've made it. Yeah, yeah, I've made, I've made it home. <laughs> yeah, and it just, it took ten years, but mm-hmm. got there, eh? Just. I didn't give up, just kept on, kept on working towards my dreams. And yeah. We, we, we all deserve happiness. It's one of the biggest things, you know, with, with me going through what I did and I fell off the top of the mountain down from, I went from success, success to nothing with my brain tumor four years ago yeah. and all the rest. We all do. And then my realization, we all deserve happiness and it's all there. You, um, you know, one of the big things is I talk about that there's enough wealth in the world. So it doesn't mean money. It could be happiness. It could be family and all that. And there's enough in the world for us to share out there. Just some yeah. of us, it takes us time to get there. Um, and it's so true what you said, you know, small steps at a time. The biggest thing to make a difference to ourselves is taking that first step, right? I say to a lot of people, the hardest one's the first one. Um, yeah. And to me, the hardest one was that first one. You know, I got to the point January 2020 where I had two doors. I had the door out of this life or I had a door to fight to to do something about it. And the only reason I went down the door to still be around was because of my South African upbringing of you fight just to be alive. That's how we lived in South Africa. You had to fight every single yeah, day. Yeah. And and that's what got me through it and taking that first step out there. And, and like you said, is that's the you saw the, the change and that. And it's taken 10 years for you to find home. And that's... Yes. And that's amazing and it's beautiful and it's inspiring and thanks, you know, for, you know, showing that trueness of yourself that we can stumble but we can still get where we need to go. Yeah. Uh, it might just take a little bit longer. It does, does. And, uh, you know, just the old classic one, got to stop and smell the flowers. That's where yeah. the happiness is. you got to appreciate where you are in life and all those steps as you work towards your goal. It's, mm. That's where the happiness is. Yeah, and I heard something this week. It might sound a little bit cheesy. I was watching Ted Lasso. I love cheesy. I, I, I love, you love cheesy. I love Ted Lasso, the TV series, right? So, um, And in the one scene, the, the bar lady in Ted Lasso turns around um, to one of the characters and says, when you get to the top of the mountain, if you ever get to the top of the mountain, lightning's going to hit. But if you're not ready for it, it's going to be bad. If you're ready for it, it's going to be good. So a lot of people want to be on top of that mountain, but they're not ready yep. for what on top of that mountain means. Doesn't mean it's going to be great. 
And I had that big realization with myself of when I was chasing the success of money, I wanted to be the man on top of the mountain. But by realizing I was going for that, I had no one with me. And they say that they say it's the loneliest place in the world is being on top. Yeah. Because you've got no one with you and you've brought no one with you. Uh, the best place is going up that path with someone or with people, with your tribe and your community. And whether you get to the top or not doesn't mean anything. It's just that you're going along that with people around you. Oh, that, that's beautiful. Eh? That, that's like my journey because obviously I was by myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as, as I was climbing through life, I was like bringing my friends mm. back into it and clicking that tribe, yep. working towards up that mountain and clicked the beautiful fiance. Um Pretty close to the top of the mountain, and now now I'm on the top. Yeah, yeah. But the, you, but you've you've gone the right way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fulfilled no. my dreams of a twenty year old getting a hottie over at the beach and lifting weights. <laughs> I mean, dreams do yeah. come true. Eh? No, no, no. You, no, you can just hunt the next mountain, or you can just sit there and enjoy the beach, like yeah. you said you wanted, right? Actually, uh, talking about that mountain, I, I did a um, a post a little while ago after yeah. going to that worlds where when I started strong man, I I went to this seminar where. Big Z mm-hmm. came to New Zealand and I was like a little 100 kg <laughs> guy and he was <laughs> massive. And I was like, man, what would it be like to lift against him? And then five years later, mm-hmm. I was over at the Worlds lifting with him. And I got another photo and I'm like big, <laughs> not as big as him, but I, yeah. I was pretty big. And I was just like, like dreams do come true, eh? Because how, how many titles has he put put, put across? Oh, like he was he, he was unstoppable for like yeah almost like a decade like he didn't win but for like a decade he was just I, he's like podium yeah all yeah the time. Like, there was there was yeah, like I think he might have six world strongest yeah. man yeah and it was literally like in that ten year period it was all yeah. within there was maybe a couple of gaps I can't remember the the exact stats on his on that but he was just one of like the the men yeah and right? then he just wins all the other comps and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. You, sh- you should look up online his trophy cabinet. It's yeah, ridiculous. Ridiculous. I would totally go and look for that. Yeah. Um, anything cool, uh, you know, as we're running up to the, the end of today's show, anything else you want to leave our audience with today just to think about or consider, you know, um, the, f- for them, any insights? Yeah. Um, so, like when you're suffering from depression and anxiety and stuff like that, you, you feel alone um, and so everyone like pulls away. Um, but, you just got to reach out, eh? Like um, people want to help you mm. if you reach out to them. Um, and that's what I hope to share with this story, yeah. um, that someone will hear it and they they reach out to someone, reach out to me, family, whatever, mm-hmm. and just get some help and then take that first step, yeah. make that change and just keep building it. Don't give up for 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Do you get to your mountain? <laughs> Do you get to the so top of the mountain? Sometimes, sometimes it takes less years. Sometimes it takes more, right? Yeah, but yeah. it's just that willingness to keep going forward and keep improving, right? Yeah. Well, life keeps on going, so mm. you have to keep on going. Mm. Like, yeah, and like you said, smile. Don't forget to smile the flowers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because just uh, just an episode we recorded just actually before the show, we 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 spoke about that. Uh, funny enough, about. A lot of people, the the challenge of saying to live in today's moment, but some people require to actually live and focus on tomorrow. Because if you don't give them that, if you don't say to you, hey, the target's tomorrow, they can't actually almost get through today. They need to be able to see something down the path. Yeah. Because they're struggling, they're stuck here. So if you go to a person that's depressed or anxious and go, oh, live today. And you're going, fuck it, today sucks. Why do I want to live? Why do I want to live today? You've got to then, you know, think about live towards that path, you know, that light at the end of the tunnel. 
I, I promise tomorrow is good. You just got to yeah. hold on for one more day. Yeah. That, that was my motto. It was like one more day, one more day. And then one more day, you're just like, oh, fuck, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Ah, that's awesome. Um, thanks, that's uh, Rich, so much. Um, I'm definitely going to be um, looking back at some of the um, the videos and all that stuff as well. Um, like I said to me, we were chatting um, offline a good few weeks ago. I remember growing up as a kid in South Africa and watching uh, War Strong Rams with my dad and seeing all those guys, like originally the Atlas Stones and uh, that's my favorite uh, the, the Atlas Stones, yeah. right? And seeing cool. the guys pulling the cars and the trucks and, um, you know, and all, and all those lifters, it was just. You know, superhuman because it was they would go and it was almost like they would they went and searched the ends of the world to find these. I don't want to use a really bad word, but like the freaks, and then put on the show, yeah. and then everyone went, "Holy shit, this is actually good!" Like to watch, this is just amazing, right? And it was good. I don't yeah. know why it's not bigger here. We yeah, just, we need to promote it more in New Zealand because there's it, some it's cool. big and strong boys in New Zealand, right? And there's some big boys in New Zealand, man. Yeah, it'll be, uh, yeah. So, but I'm guessing it will take the likes of you know yourself to get in there and to knock down those walls for community back here to pay attention. Yeah. You know, and, and it, it is a struggle uh, because of being a country so small, you know, five million people, the, the the focus, you know, goes elsewhere and the money goes elsewhere. So then you, the smaller players, uh, yeah. you know, get left get left alone. Um, you know, the UFC scene, again, I spoke about it on the previous show, uh, the fighting scene has blown up because of City Kickboxing and Izzy and the boys and the rest of them, um, they've put on the roadmap so no one can not pay attention to it. So it's literally going yeah. out and going – Fuck you, New Zealand, almost in a way. I'm going to break through that threshold and show the point. And anyone anyway, goes, oh, cool. Uh, Rich, Rich, Rich is the man. Rich is yeah. the man, right? And now all of a sudden it follows you or, uh, you know, the community comes behind. Well, Izzy was amazing. You know, he's just talking. I'm like, fuck your tall poppy syndrome. <laughs> yeah. I'm the man. Yeah. Like, fucking love me. He backed Look it up. Me. Yeah. Like, so. Need more of that, eh? Yeah. So last thing, where's the New Zealand champs this year? Where's it been held? Uh, it's actually up here in Auckland. It's going to be down at um, – when you're at quarter. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I think it's August 5th. I think cool, it is down man. at Winyard Quarter. Oh, man, I want to come watch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, come and, come and shout. Can I come with, like, ping pom poms? Go, Rich. Go, Rich. My name's not Rich. It's the madness. <laughs> I, I want you to be a fanboy screaming it. <laughs> Go the madness. <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's oh, it. Oh, I'm get a big T-shirt give it with your face on it going, I love the madness. Whatever it takes. <laughs> that, that'll inspire me all more. It doesn't look like he blushes much, does he? Uh, no? Oh, damn. Uh, like, I'm quite reserved when I'm, when I'm rich, but when I'm, when I'm the, the man, the don't give a shit. I'm just like, I'm the fucking man. <laughs> we've got, Ari and I have got this thing um, where just before events, she just comes up and she's like, who are you? I'm, like, I'm the best. She's like, who are you? I'm the best. I'm the best. And then when I'm out lifting, I'm like, I'm the fucking best. And just smash those weights. Yeah, just put you yeah. on the. I was going to ask if there was a light switch that sort of you switch on. Yeah, yeah. And and everyone else stays out of your way. Yeah, I usually have like a, a snooze between events. Yeah. Uh, when I had the flu, I was having a sleep, but I just have a snooze, just like to calm down because mm. I, I get quite anxious. I still have the anxiety mm. from before, but I know how to control it. Um, and then I just wake up and go out, do a little warm up. Do my breathing. Mm-hmm. Don't really talk too much smack until after the lift. But yeah. when it's coming up to, I'm just like Whoa. in the zone, Zen motherfucker, Zen yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big big human being just being like I'm Zen, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like Kung Fu Panda. I'm Zen. Yeah, I am. I'm just a big cuddly bear, really inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, you, you keep telling yourself that, right? You fucking you keep believing that, mate. <laughs> but awesome, um, Rich. Thanks so much for coming on the show and sharing your story today, man. And I'm hoping through. The audience that's listening or watching this, um, your story can be shared and be heard uh, 
and, uh, you know, a bigger drive towards, you know, the mental health and, and overcoming that, but also helping out um, the strongman community and um, more awareness on that. And hopefully it um, uh, gets people more interested and brings people down. I'll definitely be down um, in August um, for the show, watching it with my pink pom-poms and go down. <laughs> I love it. I love I, it. I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just love it if, uh, if people want to reach out to me or yeah. I'll put them in the right um, direction if they need some help or something like that. Or, yeah, I just hope to inspire people. Like, yeah. you can do it. Yeah. yeah, thanks, Rachel. Thanks, thanks so much. Lawrence. Awesome. And to everyone else, as always, um, at the end of the show, you know, if there's something um, that Rich said, is something that resonates with you, just take a listen of it, have a watch of it. If there's someone else you're thinking about uh, on Rich's story, if something resonates about someone else that you think and going, they might need help, they, might, they have a situation, reach out to them, see how they're doing. You don't even have to say, hey, look, uh, do you need help? Go, hey, I've just watched something. You might be interested in it and send it. That's sort of an easier way to do it because some of us just need that help. Some of us need the guidelines. Some of us need to be helped to take that first step. And through these communications and stories, we can do that. And I'm hoping we can make a difference. Um, but as always, thanks for coming over to the show and hope to see you again.